here. So something's not turned up. Oh. Well, you're not supposed to hear the congregation at all. Let me... said they couldn't hear you, so I turned up the wireless mic a little bit. Okay, good to do it. have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children, yet I have borne him a son in his old age. Word of God, word of life. Our psalm for today. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy.
Our second reading comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Listen, I will tell you a mystery. We will not all die. Excuse me, we will not all die, but we will all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For this perishable body must put on imperishability, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When this perishable body puts on imperishability, and this mortal body puts on immortality, then the saying that is written will be fulfilled. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved, be steadfast, immovable, always excelling in the work of the Lord, because you know that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Word of God, word of life. dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he has been raised as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead. And indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you, friends, in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who lives. Amen. There's a German theologian uh, named German, uh, Jürgen Moltmann who writes almost poetically about the joy of Easter. He writes in one of my favorite sections, 
Easter is a feast, and it is as the feast of freedom that it is celebrated. For with Easter begins the laughter of the redeemed, the dance of the liberated, and the creative play of fantasy. From time immemorial, Easter hymns have celebrated the victory of life by laughing at death, mocking at hell, and ridiculing the mighty ones who spread fear and terror around them. Easter is the feast of freedom. That's always stuck with me. With Easter begins the laughter of the redeemed. As part of our preaching series on joy, I wanted to have this Sunday to think about the deep humor of the gospel. Now, we're having Holy Humor Sunday in August, but many churches celebrate the Sunday after Easter as Holy Humor Sunday or as Bright Sunday. It's a day for jokes, practical jokes. And uh, it goes to that truth that with Easter begins the laughter of the redeemed. There is, after all, a deep humor and a profound mischief to the gospel of Jesus Christ and in our Christian life. Part of what makes a joke work is a surprise of sorts. First, we are given a premise or a setup. For example, why did the nose stop going to school? And then the punchline takes us in an unexpected direction. He was tired of getting picked on, right? (laughs) The premise sets up our expectations and the punchline subverts them. Sometimes we laugh at the surprises of life itself. Maybe you've been in a moment where you expected tragedy, but the punchline is that everything turned out okay. I remember this time when I was in high school, our youth director had a whole van full of our high schoolers, and she accidentally turned the wrong way down a busy one-way street. We see all of these cars coming at us, and she quickly swerved over to the side of the road, and as soon as we were all safe, the first thing everyone in the van did was burst into laughter. (laughs) We expected uh, tragedy, but were surprised that everything was okay. There's a scene at the end of the Lord of the Rings movies where the main character, Frodo, is reunited with all of his friends, Gandalf, Mary, Pippi, Sam, and the rest, after a long journey that nearly killed him. There are are very few words in the whole scene. Instead, the scene is filled with just laughter upon laughter. I suspect that these characters believed that they would all die and they would never see each other again. But the surprising punchline was that they made it. They are alive and together. They expected tragedy, but they found comedy. That scene is an image of heaven for me. When I try to imagine seeing my grandparents or other loved ones again, I wonder if rather than saying something, the first thing we'll do is laugh. Practical jokes work in much the same way. When my family lived in Mount Sterling when I was very young, Mount Sterling, Wisconsin, my dad and a friend of his who was the pastor in Gays Mills, the next town over, got into a battle of practical jokes. One time while we were away, my dad's friend and his wife uh, came to our house and they filled our yard with animals wearing Hawaiian shirts. This was the parsonage across from the church. And inside the house, they had snuck in and put a few other practical jokes in there. And the one that I remember 
is that they had put red Kool-Aid inside of our shower fixtures so that when my mom got in and started the shower, uh, this red water came out at her. <laughs> the pastor and novelist Frederick Beekner says, the tragic is inevitable, the comic is unforeseeable. Growing old, getting sick, accidents, mistakes, sins, war, and death, those things seem inevitable, don't they? That's the tragic. But new life, forgiveness, health and healing, peace and resurrection, that is the often unforeseeable. And in those things we find often the comedy of life. These things seem unforeseeable at times, if not impossible. I think this is what makes God such a good comedian. All things are possible for God, so God is the master at surprising us with the impossible. God brings life out of death, forgiveness out of sin, holiness out of sinners like us, friendship out of enemies. God brings something out of nothing, and all we can do is laugh. Take, for example, our first reading from the book of Genesis the story of Sarah and Abraham. Sarah was in her 90s, and Abraham was near 100 years old. It seemed inevitable that they would never have children. But then an angel of the Lord shows up and says the, the impossible is about to happen. Sarah is going to give birth to a baby boy just as God had promised to them long ago. And so maybe we can understand why Sarah erupts with laughter God has brought laughter for me, she says. Everyone who hears what's going on is going to laugh with me. That author, Be Frederick Beekner imagines the scene. Their shoulders shake, their faces go red, their china teeth slip a notch. Sarah will be 91 on her next birthday, and the angel says she will celebrate it in the maternity ward. Sarah stuffs her apron in her mouth. Abraham gasps for air. Perhaps God's greatest joke, however, is the resurrection, is Easter. The women who went to the tomb, Mary Magdalene and Mary in our story, expected the inevitable. They expected to find Jesus dead and buried. But here's the punchline. God had once again done the impossible, God had pulled life out of death like a magician pulls a rabbit out of a hat. Jesus is alive. He is not here, for he has been raised, the angel says. And it says that Mary and Mary flee with fear and with great joy. I wonder if they giggled at the impossibility of it all. In our second reading, the Apostle Paul himself seems to be playfully mocking at death. Where, O death, is thy victory? Where, O death, is thy sting? I think we could insert in there a little nana-nana-boo-boo -boo at the end. <laughs> Our hymn of the day is a classic hymn of victory that joins in Paul's mocking. Endless is the victory thou over death hast won. Some of the early Christian writers in the 3rd and 4th century described Easter as God's practical joke on the devil. Sin, death, and the devil are the butt of the joke, according to them. And so in the Easter story, in the gospel, we laugh. Today we praise. 
because there is a deep sense of humor that brings people like us together this morning. I want to close with a poem that I wrote a few years ago. I'm not often uh, struck by inspiration, but this was a rare exception. Kristen and I were on a long car ride, and as we drove, we were reading out loud to one another C.S. Lewis's Prince Caspian, which is one of the Chronicles of Narnia. There's a scene there where the lion Aslan, who's a Christ figure in the books, liberates the town of Baruna with the children Lucy and Susan. And as they go, they make holiday. It's a scene of joy and laughter and healing. In that moment, as we read that story, I was struck again by the beauty and humor and joy of the gospel. I had a deep resonance with the laughter of the characters, the laughter of the redeemed. It was so bad that I couldn't speak for the last half hour of the trip because I was trying to remember the words that were coming to me. And when I got home, I picked up pen and paper and the poem just flew out. It's called Easter Mischief. I'm keeping a list of Easter mischief. It's growing every day. I'm to start in the cemetery at the dead of night, swapping stories with a crowd of caskets before hugging the dirt above grandma's grave. Then mischief has told me to loose my grudges like a herd of cows skipping out to pasture, to lay down my cares like a purring kitten. Before long, I'm to meet the little ones and the weak. We're making paper chains to replace the prison bars and macaroni art for every permanent record. We're to sign off every bill of debt in crayon under the name of Jubilee. We're to treat every declaration of war as scratch paper and army tanks as jungle gyms. I'm to find the loneliest child, the loneliest alcoholic, and the loneliest part of myself. We're to keep going until the rest are found. Each one of us will grab the world by a corner to shake it out like a rug. Then we're to turn it upside down like a snow globe to watch the money flakes float south. Next, we're digging to the bottom of the landfill to let the soil see the stars. We're to vibrate every molecule of atmosphere with songs of thanks and praise. God told me to change the locks on every church building and to give away the keys. I'm to unpot and plant the Easter lilies in every spot of barren ground. And after all this, I'm to try to sleep, even with Mary's song in the streets and the quiet commotion of tomorrow's feast. I cannot wait to wake up. I cannot wait to hear us laugh and laugh. I pray that you too will be caught up in the deep humor of the gospel. I pray that God's joy will tickle your funny bone. And I pray that we will laugh as only a free and redeemed people can. Amen.
as they seek greater knowledge and invite others into deeper understanding. Teach us to ask faithful questions and open our minds to new ideas. God, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God of creation, mend the earth. Cool warming oceans and preserve melting ice caps. Increase our awareness of changing climate patterns and reveal new approaches to the ecological challenges we face. Shield those in the path of hurricanes or tropical storms, especially the Dominican Republic and Haiti. God, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God of all nations, direct our leaders, grant them courage to lay aside political grudges and renew their determination to address difficult conflicts. Guide them in their work of reconciliation. God, in your mercy. God of compassion, tend to the wounded. Rescue those tormented by mental illness or mired in addiction. Ease the anxiety of those struggling with dementia. Come quickly to help all who are grieving and all those who suffer, especially Bill, Joyce, William, Denia, Galen, Donna, Annette, Darlene, Hallie, Jim, Kristen, and Bob. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of beauty, inspire artists. Bless those whose visual and musical gifts enliven this assembly, especially our cantors, instrumentalists, and photographers. Bless the creative work of poets, hymn writers, composers, painters, sculptors, and others that enrich our worship and daily life. God, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. God of resurrection, bring us to new life. Give us the living bread from heaven through which we abide in your love. And on the last day, raise us with Mary, mother of Jesus, and all the saints to eternal life. God, in your mercy. We lift these and all our prayers to you, O God, confident in the promise of your saving love through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please turn to each other and share a sign of peace uh, with those around you.
Lord of all gentleness, Lord of all calm, whose voice is contentment, whose presence is balm, be there at our sleeping and give us, we pray, your peace in our hearts, Lord, at the end of the day. Please stand as you are able. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty, and our joy that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, to our Savior, Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection open to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn.
Holy, mighty, and merciful Lord, heaven and earth are full of your glory. In great love you sent to us Jesus, your Son, who reached out to heal the sick and suffering, who preached good news to the poor, and who on the cross opened his arms to all. The night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. It's my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his death, resurrection, and ascension, we await his coming in glory. Pour out upon us the spirit of your love, O Lord, and unite the wills of all who share this heavenly food, the body and blood of Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated as we uh, go over some instructions for communion today. To communion, you will come to the side aisle and come forward, where at the front there are two tables, each with uh, trays that have empty cups in them. Uh, You'll pick up an empty cup and bring it to the railing where you will receive bread and your cup will be filled with wine. If you uh, desire grape juice, uh, those are pre-filled in those two trays up here at the front. After you commune at the railing, you'll return down the center aisle and place your empty cup uh, in the bowl here at the center. We aren't uh, passing a plate for offering at at this time, but if you brought an offering with you, there is an offering plate back by the baptismal font which you can uh, uh, drop an offering in as you return to your seat for communion or at the end of the service. We're also gathered with our friends online and on the phone, and and we commune here together today. For any friends, guests, or visitors we have with us, we want you to know that you are welcome to commune with Trinity today. This is the Lord's table, not Trinity's table. And the invitation comes from Christ. All is now ready. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. John, this is the body of Christ given for you.
please stand as you are able. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in God's grace. Amen. Jesus, bread of life, we have received from your table more than we could ever ask. As you have nourished us in this meal, now strengthen us to love the world with your own life. In your name we pray. Friends in Christ, today we give thanks to God and seek God's blessing for Pastor Carolyn as she begins her service at the United Theological College of the West Indies in Kingston, Jamaica. You are a blessing to us, and we give thanks that God will be using your gifts to be a blessing for the global church. And so today we send her with our prayers and our blessing. Can we make sure the font mic is turned up for just a moment? I don't know if you... Do you want to add anything to that, Carolyn, about when you're leaving or, or uh, invite everyone to come down for your presentation or something like that? <laughs> Thank you all for this blessing. It means a lot to be leaving um, as part of Trinity and to be doing my work there as part of Trinity and as part of the wider global church that we're all part of. So I do invite you downstairs if you'd like to see a few pictures. Um, I'm leaving on Thursday, hurricanes permitting. <laughs> and <laughs> so 
I look forward to seeing you downstairs as well. All right, thank you. And we're, we're going to have an opportunity as a congregation to covenant with Carolyn and find ways to support her uh, uh, in her service. So we'll be sharing more about that uh, soon. But for today, we're sending with our prayers and blessings. A reading from 1 Peter. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Whoever speaks must do so as one speaking the very words of God. Whoever serves must do so with the strength that God supplies, so that God may be glorified in all things through Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to ask you to to offer a promise of support, a a prayer of blessing. Uh, People of God, will you support Carolyn as a messenger of Jesus Christ, sent by God to serve all people with the gospel of hope and salvation? Will you pray for her, Help and honor her for her work's sake, and in all things strive to live in peace and unity in Christ. If so, please respond together. We will, and we ask God to help us. We will, and we ask God to help us. Let us pray. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, ruler of the universe. You made the whole earth for your glory. All creation praises you. We lift our voices to join the songs of heaven and earth in thanksgiving for the many blessings you have given us. Renew in us the commitment to use our gifts in the service of others, and especially of those in need. Let us be your hands to feed the hungry, shelter the homeless, clothe the naked, comfort the weary and outcast, welcome the stranger, care for creation, and be loving neighbors to all people. Bless Carolyn, who goes out from here to labor at the United Theological College of the West Indies, Prosper the work of her hands and her mind. Bless those who receive her and the fruits of her labor, and may she receive blessing in return. May the gifts she uses and share be signs of your love for all people. To you, O God, be glory and honor through your Son, Jesus Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, in your church and in your world, now and forever. Amen. And then briefly before the blessing, I invite any homebound communion ministers to come to the font. We'll, we'll be sending communion to our homebound members, too, on the third Sunday of the month. Let us pray. Gracious God, loving all your family with a mother's tender care, as you sent the angel to feed Elijah with heavenly bread, assist those who set forth to share your word and sacrament with those who are homebound. In your love and care, nourish and strengthen those who will receive the sacrament and give us all the comfort of your abiding presence through the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. One final reminder to join us downstairs that you can individually wish Carolyn well and uh, and, and learn a little bit more about her mission. Uh, But for now, receive this blessing. The blessing of God who provides for us, feeds us, and journeys with us be upon you now and forever. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. You are the body of Christ. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. All right. Thank you.